Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download ebooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So, Roland, here we are for another episode of CareCast. Yay, for our team. Isn't this delightful? Yeah. It, it is fantastic. I, I feel like it's been been a while since we've done this. Well, yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, no. Yeah. There's always, yeah, we always have great content going out there. I so. know, it's just so much. It's a, Yeah, it's a, it is a lot. Yeah. But you you and I are, are sort of fresh off the, uh, the airplane, so to speak, from Dallas, Texas, where we did our second yes. pro-life men's summit at Dr. Tony Evans' church. Yes, fun was had by all. Fun was had by all. Lots yeah. of amazing things to be learned and gathered at that at that really great uh, event. Yeah, and, and just a lot of guys there participating. And um, we had Jeff Kemp uh, as a speaker there. Yeah. That kind of Former started, NFL quarterback Jeff y- Kemp. Yes, yep. yes. Started us off on Friday night. And mm-hmm. then I spoke. And then Dr. Evans spoke. Yep. And then folks on our team that, that covered the Making Life Disciples the abortion recovery and care, and then also how to connect better to pregnancy centers. And we yeah. we just did a lot there, and it was just incredible. I guess we had nearly 400 guys. We had over, yeah, over 400 people over showed up. Over 400 yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. It, was just, it was amazing. So it was, it was such a such a big issue, uh, certainly from a life issue perspective. And for us, it was such an important thing for us to do and to continue to do because it's our second year uh, doing that. So Yeah. Let's get to those three calls, of, calls to action in a moment. But yeah. I just want to just talk generally about you know, again, I, I think it's important for us to reiterate why we do this, right? We're a pro-life organization, and we go sort of at, not out of our way. That's maybe not the right way to put it. But we make a very intentional yes. effort to make sure that we're including men in this conversation. Yeah. So, like, why do we do that? Well, because God did. <laughs> True. He right? did. He, didn't you know, he? Yeah. I mean, one of the things yeah. I say often is that, you know, when you look at the birth of Christ, which is in the first chapter, the first book of the New Testament, that God sent an angel to Mary to give her that news. But he also sent an angel to Joseph as well mm-hmm. uh, to call Joseph, call and mission him, which mm-hmm. is why our conference is called Called in Mission, right. to call him mm-hmm. to be a husband to her and a father to the child growing inside of her. And he had a mission related to that and to both of those roles. And so clearly uh, Jesus could have come into the world uh, via a single mother. I mean, Scripture could have been written that way, mm-hmm. should sure. I say, that, that he came into the world via a single mother. But God didn't do that. He Jesus came into the world in a way that accomplished God's purpose, which was bringing a savior into the world without violating his principle, his mm-hmm. high idea, mm-hmm. his design for family, a father and mother united in marriage, loving each other, loving their child and loving God. That's the high idea. So mm-hmm. that's the core of our ministry and the first pillar of a pro-abundant life perspective, God's mm-hmm. design for family. And so our work with called admission and other things that we do around fatherhood and men's ministry mm-hmm. uh, is really much connected into that. So we're just, yeah. hey, we're just following the script that God used. Yeah. When there was an unplanned pregnancy from a human perspective, what did he do? He created a family. And in God's economy, you don't create God's design for family without men, and right. intentionally so. Right, absolutely. And you yeah. know, and, and unfortunately, we've seen uh, you know too many pro-life organizations sort of neglect, yeah. you know, including men in a in a positive way in that conversation. And so, you know, and so you might you might say to yourself, well, you know, our culture has sort of established this as a as a women's issue, and, and you know, especially the pro-choice movement, right? Yeah. You know that it comes from them, right? Uh, you know, it, this is this is a women's issue. Men should just stay out of it. So you, you would assume, therefore, that the pro-choice movement is, like, not involving men in these conversations. Ah. And they're just, you know, kind of keeping it, you know, exclusively as, as something that women to talk about and, and do. But that's not the case. You know, we just saw, actually, a news story about how there was an all-male comedy night 
dedicated to kind of raising awareness for the pro-choice movement in the aftermath of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. So clearly, the pro-choice movement sees the value in engaging men on the abortion issue Mm -hmm. when they want to move a pro-choice agenda forward. So our whole thing is if they're doing it, well, gosh, we need to be doing it, too. Yeah. You know, if, if the pro-choice movement that, as you've often argued, the pro-choice movement doesn't even need men. Right. Right. There's no baby. You don't need a father like they don't want guys, men interfering with a woman's uh, abortion decision. Right. They don't even need men. Yet they're, quote, engaging men, you know, kind of also another little quip we've often talked about is when we want your opinion on, on abortion, we'll give it to you. Right. Absolutely. And so <laughs> so they have all these men out there that clearly have an opinion about abortion. That's pro-choice. And they're using those guys to raise awareness and money and all these other things for the pro-choice cause. So even if even they see the yeah. value in that, the pro-life movement better see the value in engaging men, because to your point, we actually need men because we know that they can be very positively involved in the decision. And obviously, when there is a, a baby is born, we want him to be an involved and responsible and committed father. Right. So absolutely. For all these reasons. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, a- absolutely. And it's interesting because our surveys that we've done around the life issue, uh, when we surveyed women who are post-abortive and men who are post-abortive, and we asked them, you know, who was the most influential in your decision to abort? The women say the guy was. We'll give right. them a long list, you know, from medical professionals to her mother, her father, her best friend, uh, Planned Parenthood or abortion providers, all of them, way down the list. Number one was the guy. And then we asked guys the same question. Who'd she talk to? The guy says me. And who was the most influential in, in her decision to abort? The guy says me. Mm-hmm. So both women who are post-abortive and men who are post-abortive say that the man is the most influential. Yep. So if you really do have this sort of perspective, a pro-choice perspective, and you're and you're sort of, you know, advocating for that or maybe a bit radical on that. Mm-hmm. You you understand the power that a guy has. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if he if he steps into the role and says what Joseph said, which is I'll be a husband to you and a father to the child growing inside of you, well guess what? You know, that that certainly takes away some of the power mm-hmm. uh, that you have as someone who's advocating for abortion. Right. 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 Again, the data points that out. Eighty six percent of the women that have abortions are unmarried. Right. So, they don't want men involved unless they tell them how to be involved. Right. And certainly the way that they're telling them to be involved is in a way that, that doesn't prioritize the vulnerable child mm-hmm. growing inside of her, Absolutely bone not. of his bone, flesh of his flesh, right. bone of her bone and flesh of her flesh. Uh, yeah. No, they don't prioritize it that way. They prioritize it in terms of you know your future, what you want to do, what you want to accomplish in your life. Right, right. You know, this child is not the a sanctity of choice. The sanctity of choice. Right. Right. Well, right. those kinds of things. Yeah. But yeah, they, yeah. they certainly are not trying to encourage men to... Uh, look at this issue in a different way, which is uh, based right. on the child growing inside of them. And, and you know, they, they call it the the, uh, the bro choice yeah. movement. And, you know, um, so we, need, I guess, need to be bro life. I, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, again, if the pro choice movement uh, understands how important it is to engage men on this, the pro life movement better, better sort of take note and, and make sure that we're doing that. And that's why we do things like the Men's Summit, like yeah. our fatherhood programming. And, and yeah. it really is amazing to see so, so many of our affiliated pregnancy centers. We have 1,200 affiliated pregnancy centers across the country, how so many of them sent men who are either on their staff, volunteers, board, church partners, sent them to this summit to learn how they can get more positively engaged in this issue. So it was just really, really an amazing, an amazing event. And like I said, you know, or you mentioned earlier, there was three calls to action that we had, right? One of them is to, you know, if you're a guy and you're at this summit, there are pregnancy centers in your community that you can become more engaged with, create a men's program, create a fatherhood program, Whatever other assistance that that pregnancy center might need, you can be there for them. The second call to action is our Making Life Disciples program, 
which is a program that we use to engage and equip the church on how to do pro-life ministry within the church. And that's certainly something that a lot of guys, so even if a guy never wants to sort of get involved with a pregnancy center necessarily, although he, he should, it's likely that he probably goes to church anyway, yeah. right? Regardless of his, of his level of interest in pregnancy centers, he probably does go to church, right, if you're a pro-life guy. And so this is a way for you to bring that pro-life ministry to your church, right? And then the third piece is the abortion recovery and care ARC uh, program. So if you're a guy who's post-abortive um, and you want to, and you have experienced healing um, and want to bring that healing to others, or you have not yet experienced healing and you want to experience that healing and then use that to, to serve others, our abortion recovery and care ministry is a way to do that. And so we just launched a brand new book called yes. Reclaiming Fatherhood, yep. uh, which is sort of based off of a, a classic, so to speak, in the pro-life movement, which is called uh, Fatherhood Aborted, yes. which was written about 20, 25 years ago or so. Yep. Um, and so we've taken the the bones of that book, so to speak, and added some new material to that to turn it into basically a study that men can use to get healing themselves and to bring healing to others. So reclaiming fatherhood. So those are the three calls to action. And yeah. again, we're, we're just excited about what that summit is going to do to inspire people. A- absolutely. And you just need to come to you know our website uh, to, to learn more about those and particularly Making Life Disciples is makinglifedisciples.com. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, to go there to learn more about how to bring that to your church. And I, and I think as we, as we kind of close up is just it really we have to reject, you know, this narrative and perspective and really mantra. Uh, that the uh, the pro-choice side has, which is basically no womb, no say, unless we tell you what to say. Mm-hmm. Right, right, <laughs> Basically, right. that really is not God's design. That's not God's call. And frankly, that's not what women need. Women need men who are going to step up to the plate the way that Joseph did. Yeah. Husband yeah. to her, father to the, the child growing inside of her, stepping mm-hmm. into that role, not having a perspective that this is a life worth sacrificing, but rather this is a life worth sacrificing for. That's what legitimate, true manhood mm-hmm. is all about. Um and I can just say as a pun that it's no laughing matter. Right, right. Guys, That's right. Yeah, right. exactly. And, then, and so, yeah, again, calledandmissioned.com is the website for the actual men's summit. Yes. And makinglifedisciples.com is the website for the, the church uh, program. So we encourage you to check those out. And, again, if you're a guy that's listening, we need you. Um, we need your involvement. And so we want to provide the tools to help you do that. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.